to the Chris and Sam podcast. Pull up a bar stool and join us for a random conversation, guaranteed to make you think or your money back. Hello, welcome to episode 152 of the Chris and Sam podcast. My name's Sam. I'm Chris. And we're plowing through this episode. Chris has Dungeons and Dragons straight after this. Yeah, I'm going to be late. Sorry, Carl. Carl will be fine. A lush monster. The lush monster. What's been happening this week? Actually, it's been a busy week for everybody. Yes. uh, I I, I could moan about my uh, three, at least three days I did 11 and a half hours. No one cares. Nobody cares. Move on. Yes. Okay. All right. Actually, one day, I think what you should do is not talk about work until you have got it under control and you do like an eight hour day or something. And then the rest of the time, we're just going to assume you're working your ass off. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. But I did have something that I was going to say about work, which is quite fun. Well, you do because apparently you've been hounding me about remembering a story about some dude at your work. Steve's story. Do you want to start with that? Or Let's should we start end with, with Steve's story. Go Steve's story. I like Steve's story. So uh, this is a story I heard, for those of you listening, uh, would have heard me talk about our trip to the Phoenix Awards. And I heard it that night. Yes. And Chris uh, was joking with the comedian, the MC of the night. And... Um, yeah. He, he, he was telling me about something that he wanted to talk about, but I didn't know what it was, and I assumed it was that, but apparently it's Steve's story. No, it's Steve's story. So Steve uh, is the sales guy at Gilmore's. Um, he's been doing it a uh, year or so. Um, but he used to be, I, I assume he's an Australian. I'd never really thought about it before, um, but I assume he's an Australian from the story. Does he have an accent? Not that I noticed. That could, he could have the thickest Australian accent in the world, and Chris wouldn't know. <laughs> Just much. stating that. Carry much. Anyway, so um, he was in restaurants all his life, since he was 17. Okay, cool. And he yep. ended up owning uh, a restaurant. And possibly in Australia. Actually, definitely in Australia. Oh, definitely in, in fact, Australia. He, I think he owned a few, like, serially, one at a time. You know, went from oh, one restaurant yep, to yeah, another yeah, okay. one and to another one. So he'd, he'd had his share of restaurants. And he wasn't fond of uh, seafood. Was he? What was he doing, though? Was he just managing or owning them? Or was he uh, cooking, Bit shipping? of everything. Okay. Bit of everything. Yep. But, yeah, mostly managing front of house and that sort of stuff. I think he did a bit of cooking, but he knew how it works. He runs a business, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and he'd come up from 17 being a waiter. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. all that sort of okay. stuff. So, anyway, he's, uh, he's, he's in this... Uh, Damn cat! Let's just ignore the cat. Um, he's in this. He's in the uh, the restaurant one day. Yeah. This is the story. He's in the restaurant one day and he's um, clearing the table and he picks up a plate and he says he lifts the plate up and he can still see it now. The oyster shell slides across the plate and touches his thumb. Okay. And he goes, "That's bizarre." Oh, that's not good. Oh. And he puts it down. And he goes over to a waiter and grabs him by the wrist like really hard and goes, come with me. We've got to go. Yeah. And he goes outside and just goes, takes a waiter and goes straight outside and goes, hail a cab now. Yeah. So the guy hails a cab. They jump in the cab, go to the hospital. Yeah. They head to the hospital and he goes, pay for the cab. I'll see you inside. And he and the guy pays for the cab. He didn't even ask if he had a wallet with him or anything. Yeah. yeah. And Steve's walking to the uh, hospital. The guy sort of pays the cab, races up, catches up with him just as the doors open, um, and Steve just face plants. Wow. Through the door, um, had a massive heart attack and basically died. And the doctors spent twenty minutes on the in the waiting room floor, bringing him back, bringing him back, re- resuscitating him. And he has a ridiculous 
uh, anaphylactic reaction to seafood. Whoa. Uh, but. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah. But he owns a seafood restaurant, right? <laughs> and you can't sell that shit like overnight. Whoa. So he ended up using an EpiPen. <laughs> yeah. Like five times that year. And he goes, an EpiPen is like sticking your head out of a jumbo jet. Everything's just blowing at you. And it's just like that. And then afterwards, all your muscles are just freaking sore everywhere yeah, from, yeah. from from the reaction to that Whoa. EpiPen. Did you tell him just a load of adrenaline. Did you tell him about the bee sting story? I told him part of the bee sting story, but I thought that his story was so much better. I thought I'd better not. <laughs> his story is way more serious and yours is just super funny. But it's so amazing that he just, because he, he'd never had an anaphylactic shock. He didn't know anything. He just went, this isn't right. I got to get to the hospital. I got to get there now and just freaking grab the yeah, guy. Yeah, it's pretty and it good. So because he knew the hospital was only down, literally down the street. It wasn't you know it's two pretty blocks lucky, away or whatever. Um, yeah, totally, totally, super lucky. Uh, but then yeah, he had ages trying to sell the restaurant, and then he said, "I had to leave Australia because you can't work in a restaurant in Australia." No restaurant in Australia has no seafood, right? They all have seafood. Oh, you have to, yeah. You can't, you can't surf have and surf. Yeah, so he's like, meh. So that's why he does what he does with us. So fair enough, fair that's enough. That's story. I thought it was amazing. But anyway, there you go. Very good. Uh, this week I quickly read that Urban Polo's coming to the city. Urban Polo. Yeah, this guy um, played regular polo, and now he's decided to bring it to Hamilton. They play it in other places around the country. I think it's four on four, and they'll be playing in Claudelands Arena, and uh, sort of like a outside. Uh, I don't know. I wasn't too sure. I didn't read too much or not. It might be indoors, outside. It doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, well, okay. Uh, but they get so close that you can high five them as they come past you. So it's like a re- maybe is indoors. Really, yeah, really interactive. So I thought that was pretty good because this guy just said want to play a different version of it, and he made it. So pretty good. Cool, cool. Uh, okay. Uh, You've got an Eda story. Do you want to go with yours first and I tell you mine? Uh, my one was basically Pakistan put a sign up saying there was a potato shortage. Yeah, well, we were told. Everybody, food stuff was told. There's a potato shortage. We had trouble getting chips, like actual uh, French fry chips. For, yeah, yeah. for uh, about two weeks ago, we started having trouble getting yeah. them. Um, but not potato chips, as it turns out, except we did run out of one... Well, no, they... thing of potato chips. Yeah, their sign, the way they worded it was wrong. They said because of the shortage of potatoes, but in reality, they just didn't have the stock. But there was a slight downturn in potatoes, apparently. Yeah. Not as bad as what they thought, so now everyone's okay. Yeah, yeah. People are freaking out. What are you going to do with that? So, anyway, chips? I had run out of Eda Ripple uh, cut 40-gram chips, right? How dare you? Oh, the little bags? Yeah, the little How bags. How dare you? And, uh, Who buys no, the no, dairies, I suppose? Because I ordered 78 cases, and they didn't even... Deliver one. Shocking. Like, so, you know, that's how we run out because I order it and they don't give it to me. But anyway, so we get some some come in and they've got, we, you know, we scan them in Inwards Goods. That's how you tell that they're the chips you're after. And they go in and then they get scanned when somebody orders yep. them. We sent them to Sky City. They sent them back and said, these were not the chips we were looking for. And, uh, but basically, um, they, the box says, either. Uh, sea salt chips. Oh, instead of uh, ready salted. Yeah, instead of ready salted, sea salt ripple chips. Okay. And I'm like, oh, I think it's the same thing. And then you open them up, and that is a blue bag, actually. I think I've got a photo. Cool, that works well oh, no, for I the podcast. Actually, Carry on. I don't, because um, I took it off my phone. But uh, 
you've got all the red bags, you know, and they've got the green slash that says salt and vinegar. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, yellow yeah. slash that says chicken, or the blue yeah. slash that says red salt. This is a totally so they all look the so same. So is this a new product? It's it's in pack change, but they didn't tell anyone. Uh. So I go, I had to ring up their customer services because I was like, it's got the right barcode. Yeah, but yeah, it's, yeah. It's, is that screwed up? Did somebody print the wrong barcode on yep, the right, yep. you know, on the package or whatever? So I ring them up and go, uh, "Have you got? Uh, have you had a pack change?" They go, "Yes." Didn't your rep come and tell you about it? No, they didn't. But, and we've got customers returning it. So uh, sometimes plus, reps when are you terrible. Go eh? Onto their website, the oh. first thing you see is the old pack of Eater of Ready course. Summer I mean, chips. Who, it's like, God who, who's damn got it. time to update a website, Chris? Don't worry about that. <laughs> Anyway, so that was uh, – I thought that was amusing. That was my amusing work story. This is an amusing life story. Uh, some woman fired back on Facebook. Uh, she got upset because her son got ripped off after trying to buy drugs. Uh, she decided to publicly shame the uh, alleged dealer when her son didn't receive his $150 worth of cannabis. It didn't go very well because it got spread around and then uh, some police wanted to talk to these people. <laughs> What a knob. <laughs> it's That's, great, eh? Oh, God. Who does that? Uh, what a, what a naughty. Oh, God. Um, yeah, so last night I went to the Wayward Pigeon. Um, Hamilton's an, uh, latest uh, bar? Yeah. Is that what it is? One of the Lawrence and Group. So it that? must be number 15 for them or something. Some crazy number. Let's yeah, have yeah. more. There's a couple of uh, places around New Zealand that have more but none within such a tight geographic area. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's you right. Know, I mean, per, popula- per population, it's probably a very sad statistic. I think, yeah, I really. think the biggest one is Wellington's got uh, Wellington Hospitality Cooperative or something like that. It has 24 pubs, but... Wellington's a bit different. Yeah, yeah, but that, that includes the hut. And, you know, oh, right, like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, that's spread out. Um, they might have one or two next to each other, but not... So was it good? Um, yeah, it was great. It's a really nice bar, actually. It's really nice. And drinking free beer last night was wonderful. The hangover this morning was less amazing. Um, I did start breaking open the samples and started, I grabbed a cracker, chili crackers and started scooping peanut butter out of a jar and eating that while I was, um, uh, yeah, while I was working. Sounds good. Uh, another uh, life hack there for Chris. <laughs> Eat whatever's on your desk. <laughs> At the moment, there's a lot of stuff on my desk. I actually brought some back. Olives stuffed with almonds. Apparently, that's a thing. It's Keep awesome. an eye out for them. They're very good. They are. Well, really I don't nice. like olives, but Chris has been smashing them back. Yeah, yeah. Um, you had the filming on the weekend, the final weekend of Bloody Late Shift. Oh, yep. I did. I did. I did. I made notes this time because I had time. Oh, there's notes. Yep. So, I thought um, you were just going to bumble your way through. Uh, it was really good. So it was the two days. So we did one day the previous weekend, and we did two days this weekend. Uh, everything went surprisingly Smooth, except we were shorthanded. We had too many jobs for too few people. Yeah, okay. And people got a bit ratty. You know, we all did. And I did particularly, probably more than most, uh, just because I've been working so many times that, hours yeah, during la- the day. That lack of sleep, yeah, eh? yeah. Can affect so, you. It's not me. It's not my normal state of affairs no, being ratty. No, you're pretty mellow, actually. <laughs> yeah, so that was... To not- the point of going backwards. <laughs> Lay down and sleep, Chris. Um, so yeah, uh, but what cracked me up was Bernard. Bernard's fantastic. He's How old such is a good he? Actor. He must be about ninety now. He must be pushing it. Yeah, he's really good. Either though. either he's hit ninety, he's close to. Um, but yeah, he was he was a trooper. That we put him in this bed, and he basically sat in that bed in one position for three hours. 
two and a half hours, no, three there, hours. There could be worse places to be sitting oh, standing I don't know, for three hours. It's not. It was upright. You know, it wasn't. Yeah, yeah but I mean, it's not standing and he, on his feet. And when he feet. tried to stand up, I had to help him up because his legs had gone to sleep. Oh. But anyway, um, so, but one of the first, because he remembers me, obviously, from when we filmed Red on the Green together. Which uh, was which ages ago. Sam, Sam did it. It was three years ago, three years ago, something like that. I think the it, it, it was, I think we talked about it on one of the first couple of podcasts. Oh, yeah. Okay. So it was ages ago anyway. Um, and he goes, oh, Chris, what happened to Slim Chris? It was his first thing. Oh, man. I I really got to get back to the chat. That's what happens when someone hasn't seen you for a while, I'm guessing. Yeah. So anyway, so we had a prosthetic penis built for the shot. This is uh, Bernard's prosthetic penis, as it turns out, that he was the actor uh, sporting that beauty. They're going to call him Big Bernard from now on, I told him. Fair enough. But um, what was was humorous to me was uh, Anya. Who sculpted it? Yeah, um, she says, "Can you?" T- I who happens a- to live up the road from us? Yeah, she says, "I haven't got uh, a decent camera on my phone. Can you take some some photos of it and text them to me?" And I'm like, "Okay." She wants a dick pic from me. It's solicited, not unsolicited. It's oh. a solicited dick pic. Imagine if you slipped in like a normal one, like, what's that weird shriveled looking thing there? What's that mole? Why am I looking at a whatever they're called? But if I send her those pictures, I'm in total legal ground because it's not my dick I'm sending her, it's her dick. Well, I think... I think it's awesome. I'm sending a dick pic of her dick. (laughs) I think you might be the Uh, only one super excited about it. No, it was hilarious. I know, I, I was over the top excited about that but anyway, uh, it looked very real. I had to uh, get on my knees and, and hold the You had tri- to get on your knees, did you? Because <laughs> it was very real. Because uh, we were trying to get the shots really tight. And the, the tripod was super narrow. And so I had to hold the tripod on down there. I was like, oh, my God, from this angle, it looks too real. I can't actually look that way. Anyway. Very good. Hey, I, uh, Speaking of dicks, were you going to talk about Duncan Garner? <laughs> Yeah, Duncan Gardner. That is the best segue, right? That's pretty good. The other week, you probably didn't know this, Duncan Gardner wrote a piece and he went to Kmart. Okay? He went to Kmart and that was like the most amazing story? No, no, he upset everyone. So basically he went to Kmart and he was talking about the big lines of people and basically the Asian dragon line or something he called it. So he said there basically was a huge amount of Asians there. Right. And he was trying to say that he was talking about just, you know, it was just an observation or whatever. But the way he wrote it, it sounded super racist. Then basically he got all upset because everyone on Twitter had a go at him. So he went off Twitter. Like, he goes, I can't deal with it. I don't need this in my life. I'm going off Twitter. I'm not a racist. I just said this thing, even though I said it was like an Asian dragon tail thing and there was yep. hundreds of Asians everywhere and all this stuff. So that's all good, whatever. Well, it's not all good. He's a dick. So oh, we know that. So yep. um, just the last couple of days, maybe yesterday, uh, Taika Waititi, who, oh, yeah. who has just about, Thor's just about to come out. He's put a whole bunch of Kiwi Easter eggs in it for all the Kiwis. Oh, really? He stood on the red carpet. And when they were filming him, um, Chris Hemsworth, who plays Thor, and then uh, oh, what's-his-face that plays uh, Iron Man. No. Hulk. 
Hulk. Uh, yeah. Mark Ruffalo. Mark, Mark they're Ruffalo. like pushing him on the red carpet and jostling him. And he goes, I deal with this bullying all the time. And they're just joking around. And it looked great, right? Yeah. Now, so, he, so they had a good good relationship I, I going. think so. Yeah. It looks amazing. Sweet. Cool. So, That's good. Um, Toker's not my favourite guy, as you know, as listeners will have yes. heard from previous things. But, you know, oh, oh yeah, good on him for doing well with that. Well, I'll find the actual tweet for you. And then you can, because this is interesting, because I want to see what you reckon about this. Okay, all right. <clears throat> Any second now, let's cut that out. <laughs> so he got named New Zealander of the Year last year, right? And we that's where the discussion we had last time, and Chris didn't agree with that. Yes. And we talked about that. Yeah. So that's fine. Um, oh, here we go. Here's a story on the wireless. This will, be, this will sum everything up a lot better than me trying to find individual tweets. He said that he thinks the New Zealand director... Is treasonous, right? Right. So, why to see? Why? Okay. Right. Yep. Taika said on TVNZ's Marai on Sunday. He said, "I'm not very proud of coming from a place that everyone think everyone overseas thinks is beautiful, clean, green country. Whereas in reality, all our lakes and waterways are poisoned. We've got a lot to learn about looking after the environment, and we've got a lot to learn about our depression rates and our suicide rates, our teen suicide rates, child poverty numbers, and the housing crisis, and the way that we make it so readily available for foreigners to buy land. So he's got a problem with it, because you have to be accurate as well. I think he's thrown New Zealand under the bus. So that started a huge storm, and they were like, well, did you want him to lie? Or was he telling the truth? Or shouldn't he have said that? I mean, that's a fair enough statement. That's an opinion, right? It's his opinion, and but it's a call to action, so I don't I don't see a problem with it. So someone else jumped, and every country has it. Doesn't make it right, but he's in a position of privilege and power. Our tourism is so important. Nah, uh, then Garner nah. jumps in. I'm proud. I'm proud of our country, and I get more proud when I go overseas. Blah blah blah, and it just goes on and on. Every election so. cycle, I keep thinking, I just want to go and live overseas for a while because I just don't want to know about it. But anyway, uh, yeah. So, yeah, that's what's been happening. I upset a few people on Twitter. Usual story. Uh, Duncan Garden's a dick. That, In generally, I say. Let's just leave it at that. Um, I had to, at the Wayward Pigeon, had a bit of a chat with a dick, and I was uh, very restrained, didn't say anything, and I won't mention any names now, but a politician yep, that'll will, do. known locally. So I'm like, yeah, you definitely would never get my vote. Um I got because uh, that. What do you think of it? What are your thoughts on this Me Too thing? Pretty good, I think. It's uh, in relation to the Harvey Weinstein. Yeah, thing. yeah. I think it's uh, a good thing to to get out there and, and an- let people know and keep it a- across people's minds. The reality is that most guys don't get it because oh, yeah, it's not part of their reality, right? No, that's right. Yeah. It's the same with race. If you're not in a minority race. You don't know how that works for them. So, and, and it's not, like I would say it's not as bad in New Zealand as it is in America, but I don't know because I'm not in yeah. a minority race in New Zealand, you know? That's right. So, a guy I read today summed it up on Twitter. I'm paraphrasing a little bit here, but basically he said, You know when homeless people come up to you and hassle you for money and you don't like that? Well, for women, that can happen anytime, anywhere with men. Yeah. Think about that. Um, there's a book by Max Tucker that I started reading. I should really finish it. Um, That's like every book you've ever yeah, read. Yeah, no, I, no, I finished many of them. Um, but it's uh, how to how to win with women. That's, I don't know. Yeah, something, I know the one you're yeah, talking about. I have to find the title and we'll put it in the show notes. But um, but that's the thing. He says you have to realize 
that women when you're approaching women you know because this is a book really for young guys that are just starting to do the whole dating thing and they don't know what and they're dating's doing. a big thing in america yeah, yeah it's a it's a different different, different to here yeah. but it's like you got to realize that they're worried about their physical safety pretty much all the time it's a constant yep. thing because yep. they're putting in into positions guys don't even think about it like we don't we don't not think no. about that stuff. I mean, we we do stupid things and we don't think about danger, um, but they think about that sort of danger all the time, and that's just the way they live. It's not. It's it's part of life, and um, you know, guys just need to need to be aware of that. So that's what I think is good about the Me Too. Did you see? Did you read that link I sent to you yesterday when I was in the newspaper? No. I looked at the picture. Oh, that's good. That's all. And I think I started. I didn't read the whole thing. Shocking. So we got uh, me and uh, a local our committee member on the Great Pumpkin Carnival, Gareth, and his daughter Grace. Uh, we were outside the riffraff statue with a scarecrow that Gareth built. Um, yep. And that's because pumpkin seedlings are ready to be planted. So we've been doing heaps of stuff for that. And um, so that was all good. And Listeners of this podcast can get their pumpkin seedlings from if you're in Hamilton, the, the Great. Com- Pumpkin Carnival, Carnival website. Yeah, they can yep. contact me. Uh, so that was good. But Kelly Tantel's the reporter. She's really good. And we did this photo thing. And it's in the Waikato Times website. We'll link to it in the show notes. It'll be in Hamilton Press next week before we're at the Scarecrow Festival on the 29th. So that's all good. But while I'm standing there and I'm still getting used to... So I'm doing this vlog thing and I'm still getting used to... Like, it... I. I have the utmost respect for people that are recording everything all the time. Because yeah. when you're in the moment, half the time I'm just like, oh, yeah, sweet. And I forget to record things. Yeah. Um, it's just a mind shift. So this guy comes up to me. He looks like he might be homeless. So we've got heaps of people looking at the scarecrow. And this guy comes up to me. He's got this giant beard, about four times larger than my one. And he looks like a Maori guy. And he, he's got like an old army jacket on. And he's like, oh, hey. Oh, yeah, I should tell you about that time I was a Bob Marley scarecrow uh, way down south, way, way down south in a corn maze. But that's, that, that story will take way too long to tell. And then he wandered off. <laughs> but I really wish I'd record. <laughs> oh, because the best thing in my trip, well, one of the best things in my trip to um, Nevada and that was interviewing that. Guy, that guy. That went to the council just well because I didn't know what this guy was going to tell me. I obviously, you know, I'm just not going to start recording him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then he wandered off, so I was gutted for that. So we did that. Um, Gareth uh, is really intense, and he comes up with a, baz- <laughs> a bazillion ideas. Yeah. So within about two hours of that interview, he'd sent me a completely rewritten song of time the do the time warp. Yeah. From the Rocky Horror Picture Show with all about the pumpkin carnival. Oh, really? Like the whole song is on a Facebook message somewhere. Oh, okay. Let's go to the Great Pumpkin Carnival again, blah, blah, blah. Oh, we need somebody to, to do the music. we got musos. We can get that sorted. Well, I, if you were really onto it, we could just play the music and get all sorts of random people to sing it. Yeah. Like if we were onto it, we'll see. Yeah, because we have a sound engineer living here. That's right, we do. Um He's probably wondering what's going on right now. Hey, yeah, Elon true. Musk, um, his Boring Company, you know much about that? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The Boring it's Company? Awesome. It's awesome. It sounds amazing. Yep. So his latest idea uh, might be boring, but it's genius. He's he's um, 
decided to sell hats for 25 bucks each and it says the boring company on it because he needs to raise like two is it trillion dollars a lot of money anyway to do the loop that he wants in this thing yeah yeah so they've done the trial and i think he got verbal approval to do it but he just went ahead and did it anyway um so yeah you can buy a hat for 25 bucks and all these people have jumped on board about the boring company yeah no that sounds good i'll buy a hat you got to support that dude i reckon yeah i mean he's crazy and you know yeah, He's yeah, great. for sure. Um, so this weekend is a big one for us. Um, oh, yeah. So I, I want to have a, a shout out at the moment to my mate Jeff, uh, yep. who lost his father on Monday, just gone. People uh, might remember him as part time uh, flatmate Jeff. Yes. He was in um, two episodes, I think. Yeah. So he, yeah, Jeff Jeff was um, good value. He's, he's an old mate of mine, and uh, I knew his dad sort of well. I could ring uh, old Rusty up and go, hey, because he lived at the beach, hey, you got anybody staying this weekend? Uh, or could I come and stay in that spare room of yours? And yeah. you're like, oh, yeah, what are you drinking? I'll bring you something. So, yeah, Rusty Very was good. great. So he died uh, Monday, so I'm going to Whangamata on Sunday morning to the RSA to raise a glass to Rusty. So I might be more hungover on Monday than I was this morning, which would be bad. But Monday's a holiday, so it should be okay. Yeah, that should be right. But tomorrow we're off to – well, we were doing the dollop, which we talked about, the podcast. Yeah, actually night. I told um, Harley about that, and he'd never heard of the dollop. And I was like, of all the people, Harley, you need to listen to the dollop. Yeah, he's right yeah. into sort of stuff like that. So, uh, But to fill in the time during the day, we're going to um, battle the crowds and go to Armageddon. Yeah. Which we did about four or five years ago. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we met Starboy, whatever his name is, oh, Starlord. Oh, God. I'd forgotten about him. The king of uh, party pills in New Zealand, uh, electronic music, and really hot chicks that are into some weird And cult the most thing. amazing film, not. Oh, no, that's right. <laughs> and that was like aliens coming down or something, wasn't it? Was it spaceships? It was, oh, God, it was diabolical. Anyway, anyway, we're hoping to have that. We're going to have lots of photos and maybe we'll have some video. And, and we I'm, might record some something there while I'm there. I'm, I'm sure I'll we'll have. I'll bring my little little recorder. We won't take the big one. I'll yeah. just take the big one and look professional as. I've got batteries. No. Okay. Um, so we will see what we can do and I'm sure there'll be amazing stories. Anyway, we have to go. Chris has to. He's leveled up his character. He's ready to D and D. Yeah, I'm halfway through a campaign. Got to get the old uh, rogue in there and stab some backs. Sounds amazing. Um, okay, <laughs> uh, check us out, Chris and Sam Pod on Twitter, the Chris and Sam Podcast on Facebook, and Chris the Chris and Sam Podcast dot com for everything else. Yeah. So Chris and Sam Pod on Twitter. Did you say that? Yep, okay. done that. All right. Okay, that's it. So uh, from me, it's goodbye. And from me? Him? Yeah, from from me, Sam. Uh, goodbye. Thanks for listening. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure to subscribe and catch you next week. Don't forget to tell your friends.